Welcome to The Last Trump, a radio show on end times prophecy. We encourage you to get your Bibles out and go to the scriptures with us as we look at the biblical truths found within the Bible that are pointing us to the soon coming of Jesus Christ. And now, live from the Revolution Studios on Grand Island, New York, here's your host, Mike Chory. Welcome tonight to The Last Trump, and I am your host, Mike Chory, and we are coming to you live from the studios of WDCX in Buffalo, New York, and we want to welcome everyone to the broadcast tonight, wherever you are, whenever you're going to receive this. Some of you receive it live right here over WDCX Radio, and some of you receive it on our podcast that is posted every Monday. It goes out all over the world, literally, and we are picking up cities left and right and countries left and right, if you can believe that. And uh, this week, uh, I received the information that New Orleans downloaded our broadcasts. Uh, people there in the great city of New Orleans. We're going to be there, uh, Lord willing, the end of March, taking about 24 people down to Sunlight Broadcasting Network uh, camp meeting, Jimmy Swagger camp meeting. Ministers are going. And we are looking forward to that. If you can make it and you can get down to Baton Rouge, Louisiana, it's going to be the last week of March. It's Easter camp meeting. And some of the guests that we have here on our broadcast will be preaching at that camp meeting. People uh, such as Brother Donnie Swagger. Uh, I'm not sure if Dave Borg is going to be on. Lauren Larson will be there. It's going to be a great camp meeting. We'd love to have you. And we, um, we have so much going on in the ministry right now. I want to just encourage you, if you are a regular listener, the ministry of Joshua Revolution is bigger than just this radio broadcast, much bigger. And we would love for you to get involved. In fact, coming up in the month of March, March 15th and 16th, we're going to be uh, having a series of meetings with uh, preacher Jeremiah Castile. Jeremiah is the chaplain, uh, has been the chaplain for the last 22 years at the University of Alabama. He is a dynamic preacher, former NFL player. He played in a Super Bowl. He went to the University of Alabama, played for Bear Bryant. And Jeremiah is coming with his son, Caleb Castile. Caleb played Tony Nathan in the great film, Woodlawn. In my opinion, Woodlawn is one of the greatest evangelistic movies that has ever been made. And if you have not seen the movie Woodlawn, do yourself a favor, rent that, uh, get that. I know you can get it right off your television uh, in, uh, I don't even know what they call it now, but uh, there's movies that you rent all the time. I'm sure you're aware of it. And just dial it up, Woodlawn, and see that movie. I just uh, introduced that movie to a, a good friend of mine. He said him and his wife cried throughout the movie. It's a very bold movie about a revival that started at Woodlawn High School in 1972. It's a true story. It's an amazing story how God transformed a high school that was having forced integration and, and white students and black students who didn't want to be together it wasn't they were not getting along there was violence on this campus and God all of a sudden showed up and the whole football team practically came to Jesus what a what a revival started in Birmingham Alabama it's transformed really even to this day that city they still uh there are people today still talking about what God did 
in the early 70s. But we know we need another revival. And we're ble- we're believing as Jeremiah comes in and Caleb to tell this story and to preach the gospel, great things are going to happen. We're going to be showing the film Friday night. I don't have the location as of tonight. I'll get that to you next week. And then Saturday, we're going to be in Erie, Pennsylvania. And both cities, Buffalo and Erie, are going to have what we call uh, chaplain training. And if you are a football coach of a local high school or you are a man, a woman that would like to make a difference in athletes' life, you want to be uh, a chaplain, you feel called to to do that. What do you do as a chaplain? You you just go to the games. You show up. You get to know the, the players. You hold off-campus meetings where you can give the gospel to these young people. I've been doing it since 1987. We run it right out of our home on Grand Island. God has just blessed this outreach for many, many years. And now we want to train up others to be chaplains. And who better to do that than Jeremiah Castile? And so it's going to be a tremendous, tremendous weekend. And for more information, you can call our ministry at 716-229-8000 or one 2920 There are promotional materials, flyers that are being developed in the next few days, and we can send that all out with all a, de- a detailed schedule for you and your family. And I just want to really encourage you in 2024, make this year all about Jesus. Let the, the, the events that are happening in your local church or, or that are coming to your community that are for Jesus, make that your number one priority. Put aside all the secular things in 2024. And what I mean by that, it's not like it's wrong to go to a baseball game or watch a football game, but put that secondary don't do that instead of supporting uh, an outreach or a ministry event in your church or your area. And Josh Revolution, we're just warming up. We have uh, John Rosenstern is going to be here April uh, 6 and 7 and 8. He is going to be uh, preaching at a prophecy conference. Uh, let me get my dates right. It'll be April 5th through the 7th, starting on Friday night. He'll be preaching at Cross River Tabernacle on Sunday morning, April 7th. And then we are doing a huge evangelistic outreach in Niagara Falls centered around this total solar eclipse that's going to be happening on Monday, April 8th. And we want you to be involved, your church to be involved. We're going to go to Niagara Falls. They're, they're saying there's going to be thousands, tens of thousands of people coming in from all over the country and even the world to watch this solar eclipse. What a great opportunity to share the gospel. We're producing a gospel track just for that day. And so we would love for you to be involved with that. And there is much more I could share with you. I'm going to stop there, but I want you to pray about being involved with this ministry that we call Joshua Revolution. And some of you can't. Some of you are, um, I know we get letters and we get calls of people that are outside the area of Buffalo or Erie, Pennsylvania, but you can pray. Pray for us. Pray for more souls to come to Jesus in 2024 than any year that we have seen in our ministry lifetime. We started our ministry in 1987, and here we are all these years later, and we believe God is saving the best for last. And if I could just take one broadcast, and I won't do that tonight, 
and just share with you what the Lord is doing. Uh, let me give you one idea. We, we started a fellowship with ministers called POTC, Preachers of the Cross. And these pastors are coming monthly to these meetings and they are catching the fire to preach the cross without compromise. They are getting on fire and God is uniting us together. Uh, and it's a cross-denominational line, racial line, and it just has every look of a revival that we believe is coming. And you know what? We may, you know, in 2024, the Lord could come. He could take all of us home in the rapture. But wouldn't we want to go out this way with such a fire, seeing people saved, healed, filled with the Holy Spirit? And so we're just so thankful for all of our radio listeners. I want to thank you personally for those that support this radio broadcast to be on the air. You know, as we like to say, the gospel is free, but radio time costs. And we have so many people that help us on a monthly basis to stay on the radio. And I always say this, not only are you supporting this network of, of, of programs, The Last Trump, followed by Cross-Eyed Radio. But everything that we announce about every event that we're doing, that people come to and find Jesus as their Lord and Savior, those of you that support and pray, you are a part of that. And God is going to reward you in heaven. He's going to reward you for your support of that. So we just want to thank you from the bottom of, of our heart. Tonight, let me give you a little idea where we're going tonight. First here in this first hour, we're going to be in the 20th chapter of the book of Revelation. And I'm going to be teaching on something that many in the church probably don't hear very often preached or taught on. We're going to be talking about the kingdom age, this 1000 year period when Jesus Christ has come back, he's on the earth and he's ruling and reigning from Jerusalem. This is our future and it's not kingdom. Now as some are teaching, you cannot have a kingdom without a king. Now, we have the king living within our heart. Jesus said, the kingdom of God is within you. So every one of you that is born again, in, in, inside of you is the king living. So you spiritually are already in the kingdom. But one day, we're going to be living on the earth Literally in the kingdom age, it's 1,000 years. We're going to be teaching on that. What's it going to be like? What is life going to be like on the earth during the kingdom age or what's called the millennial age? It's going to last for 1,000 years. So we're going to be looking at that uh, tonight. And then I want to mention coming up the second hour tonight, Cross-Eyed Radio, we have a special guest, uh, a missionary, an evangelist, and the wife of of the greatest evangelist that I ever had an opportunity to work with. Doreen Burt is going to be here, um, the widow of Brother Dan Burt, who's with the Lord now. But his ministry, It Is Finished Ministries, is going forth, continuing through his dear wife, Doreen. She's going to be here tonight. You you, you just don't, <laughs> you better be ready for Doreen. She, there's no one like her. Uh, she knows the word. She preaches it without compromise. And she has the love of Christ in her heart. And so we're believing tonight people are going to be saved and delivered listening to these two broadcasts. But tonight in this first hour, we want to go to the, the scriptures on the end of days. Jesus Christ is coming. 
And when he comes back, he's going to set up his kingdom. And you know, we've been waiting so long, haven't we? For 2,000 years, we've been waiting for the king to come. But friend, I believe, and if you've listened to this broadcast for any length of time, we believe we are living in the day. We are living in the generation of the coming of the Messiah Jesus. Oh, what a day that's going to be. And I know some of you tonight are praying that this will be the year because you've been waiting so long. We're going to go to a special song just to prepare for the word tonight as you get your Bibles out. Let this song be a blessing to you. Jesus is coming very soon. Sometimes I fall to my knees and pray. Come, Jesus, come. Let today be the day. Sometimes I
Uh, we're back here on The Last Trump, and I am your host, Mike Chory. And those words tonight, do they penetrate deep into your heart? They sure do. I know they do. Come, Jesus, come. We've been waiting so long to heal every hurt. I wonder how many tonight you would say, oh, pastor, you don't know the hurts that I have in my life. People have let me down. My children have abandoned me or I have a a marriage that's in trouble or that has failed. And these these words go so deep. Come and turn this around. And, 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 And the song says one day. He'll come, friend, and you will and I will stand looking at him face to face. And it just might be the day, as the song says, the time is now and your past. Think about it. In that moment, your past will be washed away in rivers of grace. We will never look back again. You know, the Bible says in Isaiah chapter 43, 19, God says, behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. I want to tell you this. The millennial reign of Christ, that's exactly what it means. Millennial, 1,000 years. When Jesus comes back, he's going to rule and reign from Jerusalem. We are going to see what the world would have been like had Adam and Eve never sinned. Where the first Adam failed, the second Adam, speaking of Jesus Christ, as 1 Corinthians calls him, he will not fail, friend. And he will have the government on his shoulders. And we will live in an unearthly time where everything will be done with justice and righteousness, no corruption, because King Jesus will be here. And there is going to follow that 1,000-year reign with a new heaven and a new earth. We'll talk more about that next week. That's Revelation 21. But here in Revelation 20, this chapter gets very little attention, I think, today in churches. When Jesus returns to the earth, the Bible teaches he is going to set up his kingdom and he is personally going to rule and reign. And the devil, think about this now, the Bible says the devil is going to be locked away in a bottomless pit for 1,000 years and the world will have no tempter during that time. I mean, this is the hope. And And let me just back up a little bit. The hope Tonight is the rapture of the church that the Lord is coming for his bride and he's going to take us away and we're going to spend approximately seven years with the Lord. And for those of you that know your Bibles and have been with this broadcast at all and heard us speak about the Galilean Jewish wedding, the traditions of that wedding in the time of Christ When the bridegroom would come for his bride, the bride had no idea when she just had to be ready. And we see this in Matthew 25, how Jesus talks about the 10 virgins and only five of them were ready and five of them were foolish and were not ready. And the bridegroom came at midnight, 
the Bible says, and five were ready and five were not. How do you get ready, Pastor Mike? You must have the oil in your lamp. That means the light of Jesus must be on in your life. You say, how do I get that light? You must be born again. You don't get that from a particular church or a denomination. You don't get that by rubbing your rosary beads or by giving money or by taking uh, communion. No, the only way you can get the light of God is you must repent of your sins believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross, shed his blood for you and for your sins and put your faith in Christ alone and what he did at Calvary to save you and to invite him to come into your life and be alive in you by his Holy Spirit. Friend, that's what it means to be born again, born of the Spirit. And when that happens, the Holy Spirit comes in. You now have the light of of Jesus living inside of you, and you are ready for the next prophetic event, the rapture of the church. And the Lord is going to come, and he's going to sweep his bride off the earth, and then he's going to pour out his wrath upon a world that has rejected his son. And it's going to last seven years approximately. Um, And we say approximately, we know the tribulation is seven years. The Bible tells us right down to the day, 2,520 days. I mean, right down to the month, 84 months. But what we don't know, because it's a mystery, is how much time between when Jesus comes for the church and raptures her away, lifts her off the earth. The Bible says to be caught up. That is the resurrection. How long from that event to the tribulation begins? I don't know the exact number of days. The Bible doesn't give it. But I will say, I don't believe it's long. I believe it will just be a few weeks. To maybe a month. How do I know that? Because the Antichrist is going to be revealed and the devil's impatient. As soon as he has the release to go, it's game on. He's going to move fast and he knows his time is short. And these seven years of the tribulation, which we have studied in teaching on the book of Revelation, is going to conclude at the second coming of Jesus, right at the 23rd. The 2,520th day, he's coming back. We believe one of these years, when that is, it will happen on the Yom Kippur, the Jewish holiest day of the year. We believe that day, again, we don't know. It could be seven years from now if Jesus raptured us in 2024. That would make it 2031, Yom Kippur, which is always in late September or normally in October. And so what am I saying? Seven years in a Galilean Jewish wedding was the time of where the bride and the bridegroom would consummate their marriage alone in their bridal chamber. We call it today the honeymoon. And after seven days, he would come out with his bride and they would celebrate with all the people, all their family and loved ones. That typifies the chronology of end times. The bridegroom comes for his bride. Seven days or seven years with his bride and then comes out of the bridal chamber, which is what the Bible talks about when Jesus comes back, riding on that white horse with the saints of all the ages, and he's coming back 
and he's going to make war, as we studied last week, with the Antichrist and the nations that have yoked itself together with that son of perdition, as the Bible calls him. And, and he is going to be destroyed by Jesus himself. And what's going to happen in that moment, we are going to see Jesus Christ worshiped as King of Kings, Lord of Lords. The Bible says every tongue shall confess Jesus is Lord. And, and that will be the moment, friend, that he is going to set up his kingdom. And right now we have all this stuff that's going on in the church about the church setting up the kingdom, kingdom now, and we're going to go in and we're going to take over, you know, government and, and commerce and education. Uh, that's just not biblical. The world is not going to get better. It's only going to get worse. And we're seeing this right now. It's signs of the time. If you're in a church that's teaching dominionism, and the seven mountains of influence, get out of that church. That is heresy. It's false doctrine. What we're giving to you on, on this broadcast and each and every week as we bring this to you, this is, this is uh, how do I say it? This is fundamental Christian doctrine. The coming of the Lord, the rapture of the church, the great tribulation, and then followed by the kingdom age of 1,000 years. And I don't know how these ministers or people come up with this stuff. And what they do is they symbolize the whole Bible. And that's how they get in trouble. No, we take the Bible literal unless it, unless it says it's symbol, symbolic. Or we, or we know just by other places in the Bible that it is speaking as symbolism and not literally. But let's go to the 20th chapter. And I want to read these verses for you tonight. It says in verse 1 of Revelation 20, And I saw an angel come down from heaven, having the key of the bottomless pit, and a great chain in his hand. And he laid hold on the dragon, that old serpent, which is the devil and Satan. And he bound him for a thousand years. <clears throat> we should be shouting right now. For 1,000 years, Satan will be bound. You know what that means? During the kingdom age, we're not going to be tempted by the devil. And we're going to see what life would have been like had Adam and Eve never sinned. That means it's going to be like a paradise on earth. It's going to be a, a time where there's going to be just fellowship and dancing in the streets and the animals are going to be tamed. They're not going to have a ferocious spirit. The Bible says the lion will lay down with the lamb. A little child could play outside the cobra's den that that ferocious spirit it will be gone and and the sin nature will no longer be in those that have and are in their glorified body and and i should point this out there will be people on the earth that will be in their glorified body who had died before the kingdom age and are coming back with jesus in a body that never ages, never gets sick. And then there's going to be people on the earth who live through the tribulation. And remember, the Bible tells us that two-thirds will perish in the tribulation. And we don't know if that's speaking mainly in the Middle East, where, where the Antichrist is ruling and reigning, or it'll be worldwide. But the bottom line is a lot of people are going to perish 
during the seven-year tribulation. Christians are going to be martyred. They're going to literally be beheaded, the scripture tells us, for not taking the mark of the beast. But there are going to be people that are going to live through the tribulation, and they will be in their natural body during this time. It's going to be a time like there's never been on the earth, and it's going to be a time where Jesus is worshiped as he rules and reigns. Now, I'm going to take a break in just a minute, but let me read the next verse to you. It says in verse 3, And he cast him into the bottomless pit, he shut him up, and set a seal upon him, that he should deceive the nations no more, till the thousand years should be fulfilled. After that, he must be loosed a little season. So Satan is not done with. He will actually have a short season. No one knows what that means. I, I think it's no more than a year. And he will come out of that bottomless pit and he will try to do one more revolution against God and those in their natural bodies that are alive. He's going to try to mount an effort for them for one last rebellion against God. But God then is going to destroy Satan, put him in the, the lake of fire forever and forever. Blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. He's been my fourth man in the fire, time after time. Born of his spirit, washed in his blood.
great song. I trust in God tonight. Are you trusting in him? And I sought the Lord and he answered. And that's why I trust him. You know, when you ask Jesus to come into your heart, he will. He will come in. If you are truly sincere and you are sorry for your sins and you don't want to live anymore without God in your life and you turn to Jesus and really repentance is turning from your way of living, turning to Jesus Christ, God's only son, believing what he did on that cross to wash you and cleanse you from all unrighteousness so you can be forgiven and surrendering your life to him. When you do that and you ask him to come into your heart, he will. It's the greatest miracle. He will write your name down in the Lamb's book of life. And what we're talking about tonight, you will be living in the kingdom age with him. And let me, let me just help you tonight with something. In this 1,000-year reign called the kingdom age, when Jesus is on the earth, if you die before that time and you don't know the Lord, you're not coming back for it. You will miss it. And you will be, you will be spending a thousand years or whatever time more than that, that you died before the rapture of the church or the kingdom age. You will be literally in hell and you will miss the whole thing. And then when it's all over a thousand years, you will have to stand before God at the great white throne judgment and he will judge you. He will show you why you are in hell. And it will always be because you rejected his son, Jesus Christ. Friend, there is only one way to get to heaven and it's Jesus. He said, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life, and no one comes to the Father but through me. And tonight, if you believe he is the only way, and you give him your heart and your life, what I'm sharing with you tonight, you will be on the earth for 1,000 years. And then, when the new heavens and the new earth come, you will live forever and ever with Christ and all the saints of all the ages. Why would you ever want to miss that? This is the hope. Let me help you tonight. This world is getting worse and worse. I know you know that. This is not the hope. If you're living for this world, you are so you are to be so pitied. I mean, look around you. I mean, when I just read to you before the break uh, on Satan being loose or being bound in the bottomless pit, that should be so exciting to you because do you see what the devil is doing to people today? I know you do. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 4 and 4 that he is the God of this world, little g. Now, that doesn't mean he's sovereign, but it means that people are serving him without even knowing it. They're deceived. They're not born again. They're just living their life paycheck to paycheck they're going to the parties they're go- they're going to the super bowl or wherever they're going to try to get some joy out of this world and and you know look at what happened the other day at the super bowl p- parade a day that should have just been a day with your children your family to celebrate uh if you lived in the Kansas City area your your home team that won the super bowl and the 48th mass shooting in America in 45 days. That's right. 48 mass shootings in 45 days 
on that day that that happened, what was it, Wednesday? And 22 people were shot and half of them were children. And one woman who was a a disc jockey on the local radio uh, program there in Kansas City, who was a very popular disc jockey, she was shot and killed on the day that they were to celebrate the Kansas City Chiefs winning the Super Bowl. But let me just say this. That was the most despicable display. I mean despicable display of a celebration that you're ever going to see. What do you mean? I mean, the Kansas City Chiefs, they should be ashamed of themselves. They, they staggered out on that stage, half of them drunk. I mean, uh, Travis Kelsey, and I didn't watch it, but I read about it. He got up, he was just as drunk as Hooter Brown, and he started singing a song by Garth Brooks. And I'll just read you the lyrics of the song. Blame it on my roots, I showed up in boots, and ruined your black tie affair. The last one to know, the last one to show, I was the last one you thought you'd see there. And I saw the surprise and the fear in his eyes when I took his glass of champagne. And I toasted you and said, honey, we may be through, but you'll never hear me complain. And then the chorus, because I've got friends in low places. Do you, Travis? Do you? Yeah, there's a lot of people living in low places. It's called hell tonight. Because I got a a lot of, uh, he's saying this, because I got friends in low places where the whiskey drowns and the beer chases my blues away. And I'll be okay. Yeah, I'm not big on social graces. Think I'll sip on down to the oasis. Oh, I got friends in low places. He sang that song on that stage. And then coming out, Patrick Mahomes, all the rest of them, who had just been just inebriated, terrible example to our children. Listen, I don't uh, very often, you know, come down on people that aren't saved, but there's a line there that needs to be drawn. And when you stand before children, you ought to be a good example. You ought to be a role model. And there, and I thank God there are people on social media that are coming out very strongly against the Kansas City Chiefs for the way they acted. And shame on their coach Shame on their general manager and their owner that they cannot control those players. You want to celebrate behind closed doors and do whatever you want, fine. But when you step out in front of the public's eye and there's a million people there to celebrate your win and you're stone drunk, friend, something's wrong. And you know what it is? The devil has influenced this nation to, to, to think that that's the good times that's what life is all about and i want to i want to say this tonight we should pray so much that dear family that lost that their mother that woman that just came out to celebrate her team and was shot and killed but it's happening all over this nation you know you know why because satan is running rampant and tonight what i'm sharing with you there's a better day coming. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 4 and 4, in whom the God of this world, speaking of Satan, has blinded the minds of them which believe not, 
lest the light of the gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should show, shine unto them. This is the hope, the light of the gospel, but so many are deceived. Why? Because Satan has tricked you into thinking that the whiskey bottle, that glass of beer, that party, that Super Bowl is more important than anything else. You know what? $24 billion was bet on that game. And that game, since that game's over, do you you realize out there in Nevada and California, they are seeing tremors, small earthquakes that are happening, rapid fire right now in California and Nevada. They're concerned. And I wonder if there's not a connection between the earthquakes that are happening and, 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 and they're coming in packs over the last seven days. You look it up in Nevada, and they're small. They're not causing any great damage, but they're tremors. And I believe God's trying to get this nation's attention. The Bible says, do not be drunk with wine, but be filled with the Spirit. I've got something better tonight to offer you than Jack Daniels. I got something better to offer you than some parade that got out of control and turned into a mass shooting. Is Tonight it's Jesus and it's his kingdom age. And when he comes back and he sets up his kingdom, you won't see this again. There'll be peace on the earth. Why? Because the Prince of Peace is is ruling and reigning from Jerusalem. I want to read a verse to you in 2 Timothy. And, you know, people in this kingdom teaching, you know, are trying to bring the kingdom of God, set up for Jesus to come back. It's not biblical. This earth is not getting better. It's going to get worse. And in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 13, this is what the Bible says, friend. This is what the word of God says is saying tonight to you. It says, but evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. That's what was happening in Kansas City. That's what's happening all across America and across the world tonight. But in Revelation chapter 20, The Bible says, John said in in verse four, I saw thrones and they sat upon them and the judgment was given unto them. And I saw the souls of them who were beheaded for the witness of Jesus and for the word of God, which had not worshiped the beast, neither his image, neither had received his mark upon their foreheads or in their hands. And they lived and reigned with Christ a thousand years. The Bible can't be any more literal for you. It's giving you the biblical timeline. There is 4,000 years of human history from the time that Adam and Eve were created to the time of Christ. And really from the time that sin entered the world, there is 6,000 years of human history. And then the 1,000 year reign of Christ, the kingdom age, to make a total of 7,000 years. Now, the earth is much older, friend. It's millions, maybe billions of years old. I don't know. But from the time that man was created to where we are right now is approximately just a few years short of 6,000 years. And when Jesus comes back, this millennial reign for 1,000 years, it's called the, the, the sabbatical rest. When God started 
the seven-day week on our calendar. He created everything in six days, creating man on the sixth day. The number of man is six. That's why Satan takes the number 666. He hates man. He wants to destroy you. He wants to deceive you, and he wants to pull you down in that lake of fire. But Jesus Christ, who loves you, he died on Calvary's cross, and he hung on that cross for six hours. From 9 a.m. to when he gave up the ghost at 3 p.m., six hours, the number of man. He was not on that cross for his sins. He never sinned. He was on that cross for your sins, my sins, and the sins of the world. The Bible says he became sin who knew no sin, that we might become the righteousness of God. Somebody has to pay for the sins of mankind. Someone has to pay for my sin, and it's either me or it's Jesus. And I determined that by either receiving him and believing what he did on that cross and trusting in his blood for my salvation Or if I reject that, one day God will hold me accountable for my sins. The Bible said we die once and then comes the judgment. But this millennial kingdom, this is the reward of your faithfulness. Tonight, you might be going through a lot of things and you say, Brother Mike, this old world doesn't have anything for me. And I I agree. The only thing this world has for you is salvation tonight. Jesus. And for those around you that know Jesus and love God, they're what make this life worth the living. And the one thing that you can do right now that you can't do once you get to heaven is you can win souls. You can tell somebody what Jesus has done for you. You can explain to them what it means to be born again. And when Jesus comes back, for every born-again believer, we're going to be living on the earth. Now, let me, let me read to you this incredible story that's coming. It says, verse 5, but the rest of the dead, that is all that died without Jesus. Revelation 20, verse 5, live not again until the thousand years were finished. This is the first resurrection. Now, the rapture and the resurrection is the same word. The resurrection is when God gives you the glorified body that Jesus purchased for you at Calvary. And this body will live forever with the Lord. And the first resurrection is the one you and I want to be in. The second resurrection is the resurrection of the dead who lived without Christ, died without Christ. And they will be resurrected after the 1,000 years. And they will be given a body that they will have to live in, in hell forever and ever in torment. You say, wow, that is just so awful. That is so horrific. And it is. And you might say tonight, it just doesn't seem right that people have to stay in hell forever and ever. Friend, for every one of you that think that, And there was a day that I thought that we don't understand how terrible sin is to a holy God. And we cannot blame God for us rejecting the solution to that judgment. Jesus Christ came 
and he lived on this earth for 33 and a half years. He never sinned once, but they crucified him. They put him on a cruel cross. They stripped him. They beat him. They, they tortured him. They spit upon him. And he did that not because he sinned, but the wrath of God came upon Jesus because you and I sinned. That's how much he loved you. That's how much he loves you tonight. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever would believe in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. And the Bible says here, blessed and holy is he who has part in the first resurrection. That's for all the believers born again from the time of Adam all the way till Jesus comes. He says on such the second death has no power. See, if you're worried about tonight dying, if you have a fear of dying, you should be so much more afraid of the second death. You say, what is the second death, preacher? That is when God casts into the lake of fire, into hell forever and ever those that have rejected his son. See, the first death is not to be feared if you're in Christ. Paul said to die is gain. He said to live is Christ. To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. You don't have to be afraid tonight of physical death. What you should be afraid of if you don't know Jesus tonight is the second death. Because the people that are a part of the second death, they will never be here for the kingdom age. This tremendous time of love and peace and joy and living on the earth as it should have been. I remember when I was a little boy uh, in my neighborhood, we lived in Buffalo, New York. You could leave your 10-speed bicycle out on the front lawn all night, and it would be there when you got up in the morning. You didn't even have to lock the doors to your house. That has all changed, hasn't it? Now we've got to spend thousands of dollars for, for video uh, equipment to surveil our houses, to protect our houses, security in our homes, security in our churches, because violence and theft has grown out of control, because Satan has deceived this old world. But Revelation 20 says, and when the thousand years are expired, Satan will be loosed out of his prison and he shall go out to deceive the nations which are in the four quarters of the earth, Gog and Magog, to gather them together to battle, the number of whom is as the sand of the sea. You know, I'll, I'll give the devil one credit, and this is the only thing I could ever say to any, uh, anything about him. He sure doesn't give up, does he? He's deceived. And even when he's let out after a thousand years, he's going to go all over the world and try to round up one more battle against God and against his son, Jesus Christ. And the Bible says in verse nine, and they went up on the breadth of the earth and and compassed or compassed the camp of the saints about and the beloved city, which is speaking of Jerusalem. And the Bible says, now hear this tonight, fire came down from God out of heaven and he devoured them. And the devil who deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone where the beast, speaking of the Antichrist and the false prophet are, and shall be tormented day and night forever 
and forever. And let me say this to you tonight as we start to come to a close. God never created the lake of fire and hell for people. He created it for Satan and all the demons. The Bible says he does not want any to perish, but that all would come to what? Repentance. He doesn't want you to spend a moment in hell. He wants you to be with him in heaven. He wants you to be on the earth during his king, during the kingdom age. And I didn't even have time to, to go into what living will be like. Maybe we'll pick that up next week, what it's going to be like when I can just like ride a lion or I can go up to a ferocious tiger and wrap my arms around him. When I can just think I want to go to Jerusalem and I, by the speed of that thought, I can be there and be translated. It's going to be a time like none other. And the most important and the most blessed moment of all is being in the presence of Jesus. We're going to be with him and we're going to worship with him in Jerusalem. Friend, tonight, why would you ever want to miss that? Look around. Look what happened in Kansas City. Look at the storms. Look at the earthquakes. This is wrapping up. Jesus is coming. Are you ready tonight? And I want to pray with you right now. If you don't know Jesus, or maybe you are playing games with God, and you got one foot in the world and one foot in the church, it's time to come out of that. The Bible says, come out of the world and be separate. The Bible says, if you love the world and the things of the world, the love of the Father is not in you. Now, tonight, we're offering you something better. The King of all kings and the Lord of all lords a peace and a joy that's unspeakable and full of glory. And I want to pray with you tonight. If you want to repent and you want to put your faith in Jesus, the Messiah, pray with me right now. These words mean it with all of your heart. It's not the words that are so important. It's the sincerity of your heart. And with each word, you're making your commitment to God. Just say it right now with me out loud. Dear God in heaven, I come to you in Jesus name. And I admit to you tonight, I confess to you that I have sinned and I have fallen short of the glory of God. And Lord, I am so sorry for the things I've done and the way I've lived. And right now, I want to be forgiven. Right now, I want to turn my life over to you, that you would come into my heart, come into my life. Lord, I want to be born again, born of your spirit. And Lord, I want to be with you on earth during the kingdom age. So right now, I place my faith in Jesus Christ. And I believe, I believe that God raised him from the dead and he's alive. And Lord, in this very moment, I open my heart and invite you to come in and be alive in me. And I ask you right now that you would write my name down in the Lamb's book of life. And by faith, I receive you. And I thank you for saving me tonight. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. The greatest decision that you could ever make, you just made it. And this is what I want you to do. I want to do a very special thing tonight. We've written a book called The Last Trump. In one chapter in the book, 
is all on the kingdom age it'll teach you more than i have time to teach you on this broadcast and we'll send it to you postage paid free of charge all you have to do no matter where you are in the world call 716-229-8000 716-229-8000 or anywhere in the world call one 444-2920 and we'll send this out just tell the operator i got saved listening to the last trump so god bless you you go to your phones we love you stay with us coming up next cross-eyed radio you have been listening to the last trump a radio talk show sponsored by joshua revolution if the last trump has been a blessing to you please let us know by sending a testimony on how the program has helped you if you would like to support the last trump financially you can send financial gifts to joshua revolution p.o box 923 grand island new york 14072 or go to our website at joshuarevolution.org. We thank you for your help and prayers, and remember to tune in next week at 8.30 p.m. for The Last Trump, a study on end times prophecy.